0: Welcome to Step Up to the Plate, the program designed to unleash your potential for your family, your career, and yourself. This is a three-part series. Part one was Discovering Yourself. This is part two called Subconscious Success. The overall series is called Subconscious Success, and this particular lecture, number two, is itself called Subconscious Success. The first way to access our subconscious mind is to relax. Relaxation is a crucial exercise to help people with their anxiety, their worries, falling asleep at night, and of course also quieting the mind so you can access your subconscious mind. So relaxation has many applications, and in particular, it will help us to access, to put us in the mindset set of accessing our subconscious mind and thereby to unleash our potential. Let's begin the relaxation process as follows. First, we need to learn to breathe. The breathing I'm speaking about here is body breathing or diaphragmic breathing. You breathe in for three seconds, hold it for two seconds, and let it go for seven seconds with an exhale like this. So you breathe in through your nose, Hold it for two, and let it go through your mouth with an exhale. When you breathe out for seven seconds, I want you to relax the tension in your body. We do this body part by body part. Let's begin with our fist. Make a fist. Breathe in for three. Hold it for two. Tense up your fist. Tense up your muscles in your arm. And then breathe out for seven and relax the tension in your hand and feel the fingers opening up, the muscles relaxing. This is the paradigm for relaxing different parts of your body. So place your mind inside a part of your body and tense up that part of your body. Don't overly tense it. Just put your mind in that part of your body whereby you feel a presence or a knot or a tension in that part of your body. Breathe in for three, Hold that tension and let it go for seven. When you breathe out, you let go of all your breath, as if you have no breath left in your lungs. Let's begin with the back of your neck. Breathe in for three. Breathe attention tension into the back of your neck. Feel a knot in the back of your neck. Hold it for two and let it go for seven. Relax the tension in the back of your neck. You feel relaxed, open, calm, serene. You feel as if the tissues and muscles in the back of your neck are opening up, are releasing, are unraveling, and you feel a sense of calm and release. Now let's do the same thing with the middle of your back between your shoulder blades. Place your mind between your shoulder blades. Breathe in for three, hold it for two, and let it go for seven. Relax the muscles in the middle of your back, feeling calm, relaxed, serene. Now let's move to the lower back. Put your mind in your lower back. Breathe in for three, hold it for two, and let it go for seven. Good. As you relax and release the tension in your lower back, you feel a radiation of calm going down your legs. You feel your circulation. You feel your legs. You feel the blood in your legs moving, and you feel a sense of calm and serenity as it washes over you, this feeling of relaxation. Now let's do your neck, your back, and your lower back all in one go. Let's breathe in for three and do your entire back all at one go. Your neck, your middle back, and lower back. Tense it all up as you breathe in for three, hold it for two, and let it all go at once for seven seconds, relaxing your entire neck and back and legs. So the entire back of your body feels now calm, relaxed, no tension. And you feel a sense of serenity and calm enveloping your back and legs. Now let's move to the front of your body. Imagine you're lying on a beach and a wave flows up to your knees and then out to sea. As you breathe in, the wave comes up to your knees. As you breathe out, the wave goes out to sea. It recedes out to sea and relaxes the muscles of that part of your body where the wave covers. Now the wave comes up to your legs, comes up, breathe in for 3, hold it for 2, and let it go for 7. You feel as if the waves flow over you and out to sea, relaxing, calming, serenity. The water flows up your body, up to your stomach, hold it for 2, let it go for 7, and the water flows over your stomach, down your legs, out to sea relaxing those parts of your body over which the water flows. Lovely. The water now flows up your body to your shoulders. Hold it for two, tense up your shoulders, let it go for seven, and the wave flows out to sea, washing over your body, and as it washes over you, it relaxes that part of your body. A wave of relaxation flows through you. The water now flows up to your neck. Hold it for two. Let it go for seven. Lovely. And as you breathe out and you make that exhale, that's when you release the tension in your muscles. You breathe out, exhale, release the tension in your muscles as if the wave is flowing over you. flowing. Out. The wave becomes part of you, flows out to sea, It flows through your being and relaxes you. The wave now flows up your body toward your jaw. Hold it on your jaw for two seconds. Let it go for seven and relax the muscles of your jaw. Let your jaw go. Let it drop open. Feeling a lack of tension. There is so much worry, so much jaw tension. We must relax that jaw tension by consciously putting our mind in our jaw and letting it go. Breathe in for three. The water flows up your body toward your cheeks. It rests on your cheeks. Hold it for two and let it go for seven. The water recedes out to sea. You hear the flow of the water as you breathe out. Your out-breath, your exhale, is as if the water recedes out to sea, washes over your cheeks, your jaw, your body, and out to sea. Now your eyes. The water flows up your body, up to your eyes. Hold it for two. Let it rest on your eyes then flows out to sea down your cheeks down your jaw, down your chest down your legs, down your knees out to sea and as the water flows over you you feel a sense of calm a sense of serenity a sense of oneness with the universe as the water flows over you through you and relaxes you and now the water flows onto your forehead hold it for two Let it go for seven. The water flows out to sea. And now we come to your mind. The water will now flow up to your mind and let the water tense up your brain, tense up your mind. Hold it for two. Hold that tension in your brain and let it go for seven and let go of your thoughts. As the water leaves your mind, you let go of your thoughts. Let your thoughts float away. No tension, no worry, no concerns. Just let the thoughts float away and unburden yourself from your heavy, worrisome thoughts. Let's do that one again. Breathe in for three. The water flows up to your mind. Scrunch up your brain, tense up your brain, hold it for three. Let it go for seven, and let go of your thoughts. Let the letters and words of your mind float up to heaven and you unburden yourself and feel released, relaxed, free of any thoughts, this is called the state of being. You're no longer worrying. You're no longer thinking or concerned about any particular thought or issue. You're just being one with the world. You're being yourself. You're being your calm self, your serenity self, being one with your own self. The water now flows up your body, up to the top of your head, and down your back as it flows out to sea. Now you're totally enveloped and embraced with water. The water flows up your body, up to the top of your head, hold it for two, and now down your back. Total enveloping, embracing yourself with warm waves of gentle, nurturing water, embracing you, gently caressing your body as you relax. Now this time, As the water reaches the top of your head, I want you to hold it and double the feeling of relaxation as the water flows down your back. So you breathe in for three, hold it for two, and now on the count of three, I want you to double the feeling of relaxation. One, two, three, let it go. Water goes out. Exhale and double the feeling of relaxation. Lovely. This is not hypnosis. This is merely a relaxation technique to put you in a state of quieting the mind, quieting the body, placing you in a state of serenity and calm. One more time now, I want you to breathe in for three, hold it for two, top of your head, on the count of three, double the feeling of relaxation, one, two, three, let it go, and double the feeling of relaxation once again as you let go. Now you are in a state of being one with yourself. Now, in this state of being, I want you to imagine a beautiful place you've been to in your life, a beautiful landscape, a beautiful scene, the most exquisite, majestic, splendid view you've ever been to, your dream vacation spot, a place you've actually visited. I want you to go there in your mind. It could be the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, the Alps, a beautiful scene in London, a meadow, a beach, an orchard. Go to that place and I want you to see yourself walking into the scene and describe the scene to me in your mind with your words describing what you see, what you experience. Describe the colors, the sounds. Feel the sun on your face. Experience being there. You're walking into a video of your own life. See yourself in the scene. Experience yourself. Become one with the scene and feel what you feel in that place. Describe for me how you feel in this place. Do you feel calm, serene, peaceful, relaxed, at one, free, empowered, connected, enlivened, energized? Which emotion comes up for you as you experience being in this place? Become aware of that emotion, because this is the core of your true emotional state. Now, I want you to find within yourself, look inside yourself, introspect, I want you to find within yourself the place where the Grand Canyon, the Niagara Falls, the Alps reside within you. There is a place within yourself where the Grand Canyon lives, where the Rocky Mountains live where the Mediterranean Sea lives, where the Riviera lives, where the Alps live. It's inside your being. The way to find that is, where is the place inside yourself where you feel most relaxed, most peaceful, most energized, most free, where you feel most alive? This is the Grand Canyon inside yourself. This is your freedom self. This is your true self, your energized self. The reason why you are feeling this way is because this is a physical place which represents, which symbolizes a spiritual entity within yourself. It's a spiritual condition within yourself. What I mean here is that when you are experiencing the Niagara Falls inside yourself, you are experiencing your highest emotional state, your highest self within your true self. For this to happen, you must be in a state of calm, a state of quieting of the mind, a state of relaxation, where you can access your higher self. This highest self, this peaceful self, means that you are aligned with the universe. You are aligned with your highest self because you are aligned with your godly self. This is your highest attribute, your highest character trait. What is your highest character trait? The reason why you feel relaxed, empowered, energized, alive in this place is because you're focusing on your highest self, your highest attribute. Therefore, your Niagara Falls self, which represents your energized self, your alive self, is truly your cognition, your awareness of your highest attribute. What is your highest attribute? You can find it on your wheel that we did in exercise number one, in lecture number one. What are your personality strengths, your character strengths, and which is your highest self? Is it perseverance, strength, vision, charisma, dynamic self? Is it consistency? Is it vision, ambition, drive, a feeling of never giving up? Is it leadership? Is it dynamism? Is it guidance? Is it compassion, caring sensitivity, genuineness, being down to earth, caring. Is it empathy? Is it patience, mellow, being chilled, relaxed, chillaxed? Nothing bothers you. You're in a calm state of being. Is it loving kindness, good deeds, helping others, acts of reaching out to other people, visiting people, helping other people? helping other people in their hour of need? Is it honesty, integrity? Is it not speaking about other people? Is it respecting other people? Is it creativity? Is it music, art, creative ideas? Is it forgiveness, forgiving others, letting go of resentment? What is your strongest personality trait? What is your strongest character trait? This is your Niagara Falls self. This is your Grand Canyon self within yourself. So again, we are talking here about your Grand Canyon self, which is your highest attribute self, which makes you aligned with the universe. You're lined up. You're aligned with your highest being, your highest attribute. You're aligned with God. That makes you one. That makes you whole. That makes you connected with yourself and the universe. And you feel at peace. You feel calm. You feel relaxed. You feel focused. You feel alive, energized. This is your true self. We are now in something called your soul state. You've now accessed your subconscious mind. In this state, you can ask yourself a question in any application, in any scenario of your life, and you will find, and you will listen to, and you will hear the answer to your question. Now there's always a question that has bothered you about any particular area of your life, whether it's relationships, whether it's your career, whether it's yourself, whether it's finding yourself. And the answer lies within your subconscious self. If you ask yourself a question out loud, when you're asking yourself the question, you're asking your inner self the question. When you're in this state of conscious self, when you're in this subconscious state, when you're in this soul state, in this subconscious state, You have access to your infinite self, your highest self, your inner wisdom, and thereby you're able to access information that would not be accessible when you are in your conscious state. When you quiet the mind and access this part of yourself, this infinite self in yourself, this godly self within yourself, this soul state within yourself, you can hear answers you would not otherwise be privy to. When you are in this subconscious state, in this soul state, In your highest self state, you can access information that is not otherwise accessible to you. The reason why you've been blocked in your career, in your relationship, in your family life, is because you don't have access to your true self. Well, now you do. And now, all you need to do, and I want you to do this out loud, is ask yourself, ask your inner self, ask your inner core, the answer to a question that has been bothering you. And what I want you to do is to ask yourself out loud a question about an issue that has been bothering you and plaguing you and holding you back from unleashing your potential in one of these areas of your life. Let's take them in turn. Ask yourself a question about your relationships. How can I improve my relationship with my spouse? Listen to the answer. The answer will not come in words. It will come in understanding, it will come in vibrations, it will come in an inner knowledge and you will get an answer. Speaking to you from your inner consciousness, your subconscious mind will give you the answer that you need. A second question, how can I improve my relationship with my child? What does my child need? Listen to the answer. Access your inner self, be quiet with yourself. Go into the core of yourself, the headquarters of your true self. Ask yourself the question and listen to your inner self. And you will hear the answer appearing to you, coming to you, being aware of that answer. Let's go on to a next question. You have a career question, a job question. Am I happy in my job? What do I need to be happy in my job? Listen to the answer. You must ask the question to yourself out loud And listen to the answer. I'm unhappy in relationships in the workplace. How do I resolve this issue? What do I need to say in this relationship to resolve the issue? Listen to the answer. Now let's go deeper. If you have anxiety, ask yourself the question, what is really bothering me? What is scaring me? What is giving me fear? Listen to the answer. If you have worry, what is truly bothering you? What is the answer to the question? If you are depressed, ask yourself the question, why am I sad? Why am I down? Why am I depressed? Listen to the answer. Listen to your inner self. The answers reside within you, within your inner wisdom. Why are the answers within you? We've been always seeking the answers by asking advisors, by asking clergymen, by asking professors, by asking teachers and parents, what are the answers to life's big questions? But those are answers which are outside of ourselves. Of course, the answer must lie within yourself. You have within you a higher self. You have within you a soul self, a godly self, which is connected to the infinite. And now that you are in the soul state, you have access to the infinity track, which gives you information you're not otherwise privy to. When we're growing up, we do not have a sense of self, a sense of identity, a sense of consciousness. We don't know who we are. We don't know what we're made of. We only have a sense of self by virtue of reflected appraisals from parents or significant others or teachers or peers. Oh, you're nice, or you're kind, or you're considerate. This even happened to me. When I was 17, I was having a heart-to-heart talk with my dad. And he said to me, you know, Yisrael, you are a plugger. You're a persevering person. You don't give up. You may not be the smartest guy, but you're a person who's going to get there in the end because you don't give up. I said, I am? I did not know that about myself. He reflected back to me. I can't see myself. Even at the age of 17 as a teenager, I do not know what my strengths are unless people who are around me, who interact with me, give me that sense of self. And therefore, when we are parents and we interact with our children, we must be very careful how to give them a sense of their own self and identity. That is the key job of parents, to give a child their own sense of self and identity. And this will be dealt with in detail when we come to the series on Home Run Parenting, series number three of our Step Up to the Plate program. Let's go back to our subconscious self. When we're accessing our inner consciousness, our subconscious mind, we have answers to the issues that have been plaguing us. We can now come back to reality and act on those answers. We can activate the answers to those questions. Now that you have some answers to your questions, let us reverse the process and come back into reality and see if we can integrate some of these answers into our realistic life itself. As you are in this subconscious state, I want you to count backwards from five. Feeling good, feeling relaxed, feeling happy and contented, having answers to your questions. Now you move down to number four. Feeling different parts of your body as you come back to number four. Number three, feeling good, feeling contented, feeling whole. You will remember this experience. Number two, feeling tingly, feeling your muscles, feeling your hands, feeling your eyes, feeling your mouth, feeling your body. Number one, feeling good, energized, refreshed, revitalized, rejuvenated, open your eyes back in the room. Here you are. Now, please write down the answers to the questions you received when you were in the subconscious state. Write them down as a sentence or two sentences. You now know exactly what you need to do to solve the issue in your relationship, in your career with your parent, with your child, with your personal growth, you have answers to your questions. Now this process of quieting the mind has taken us 30 minutes. When you practice this process of accessing your subconscious mind every day, and yes, it takes practice to access the subconscious mind, then you'll be able to access your subconscious mind at will whenever you want to. And it will not take you 30 minutes. It'll take you actually 30 three minutes, or 90 seconds, or even 10 seconds. Now you can practice this at night when you're going to sleep. That 30-minute process will relax you and put you in a state of subconscious success whereby you can fall asleep without worry, without concern, and accessing your highest self. You can do this with your eyes open during the day when you have 30 minutes alone, in a room, in a car, by yourself, at a lunch break, Just go to this place, relax yourself, go to your highest self, go to your Niagara Falls self, ask yourself a question, and you'll have the answers to your question. But it takes practice. You need to be able to access this place at will sometimes when you need a fast answer to your question, and therefore when you practice this every day over a period of 10 days, you'll be able then to shorten the time to access your subconscious self down to 10 seconds. Let's say there's a crisis with your child. You feel the child should not be going to this particular place. The child wants to go. You don't know what to do. You stop for a second. Take a deep breath. Keep your eyes open. Go to your Niagara Falls self. Feel your highest self. Let's say it's compassion. Go to your compassionate self. Feel it. Experience it. Ask yourself, what do I need to do now? Compromise. Or whatever the answer comes to you, you will know what to do because your subconscious self is aligned with your child and with yourself and you'll know exactly how to answer the question by accessing your inner self, your subconscious self. Another scenario. My husband's going to come home late. He didn't call. I've burned the supper. What do I do? Do I lose it? Do I get angry? Do I tell him? Am I being taken advantage of? Hold it. Access your inner self. Access your subconscious self. What do I do? How do I handle this? Go to your Swiss Alps self. Find it within yourself. That is your most genuine down-to-earth self. Access it. Be there. Ask yourself, how do I handle this situation? Listen to the answer. Got it? Come back to reality and deal with the situation. In this fashion, you can unblock whatever challenges are facing you by accessing your inner self. It takes self-awareness. It takes the technique of accessing your subconscious self, and you can do this at will. But it takes, of course, homework and practice. And this is the homework I'm going to give you. I want you to, every day, access your subconscious self by taking 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Re-listen to this tape as you access your relaxation self. Access your subconscious self. Do this every day, and you will see that with the passing of every day, you will shorten the time it takes you to access your subconscious self. And the relaxation portion of this exercise will take you exactly five seconds. Breathe in, hold it, relax. and You're automatically in your wave relaxation Swiss Alps Niagara Falls self. Ask yourself a question. You're accessing your highest self. What do I need to do? Got it? This is called Self awareness. This is called self control. This is a technique. Of course, we all want to control ourselves. We want to have the mastery of self control. But how do we do it? This accessing of our subconscious self is the way we gain self mastery and self control. We understand ourselves, we access our subconscious self, and we know exactly what to do in every situation. Of course, once in a while, there will be a blip. We will not be able to access our subconscious self, we will not know what to do. However, if we practice this technique, you will get good at it. Now let us apply subconscious success to the condition called anxiety and worry. Anxiety is something which gets in the way of accessing our true self. Panic attacks, concerns, worries, racing thoughts, OCD, obsessive thinking, These things get in the way of accessing our inner self and they block access. They block us from accessing our true self. So how do we handle obsessive thinking and anxiety and worry? Let's analyze this for a moment. When we worry, we usually worry about what's going to be in the end result. What is going to be the outcome? Well, who is in charge of outcomes? Am I in charge of what my boss will say? Am I in charge of what my spouse will say? Am I in charge of what my children will say? No, I cannot control other people. I cannot control their emotions, their actions, or their reactions. The only thing I can control is my own thoughts, my own emotions, my own self. I can't say to someone else, you are making me angry. You're annoying me because that person is doing what they're doing. I am making myself annoyed. I am making myself angry by reacting to someone else's actions or thoughts or words. I am the one who's in control of my own emotional state. I cannot blame or shift the control of my emotional state to someone else and say, well, you are causing me anger. You are annoying me because... I'm allowing that comment to annoy me or bother me, and therefore I am choosing to react with annoyance or anger or insult or hurt. That is my free will. And therefore, the only jurisdiction I have, the only control I have, is over my thoughts, my actions, and my reactions, but not someone else's. This is called the circle of control. I can control myself, but not somebody else. When I worry about someone else's reactions, I am really worrying about something I have no control over, because this is something which is not within my circle of control. Therefore, it makes no sense to worry about outcomes. Outcomes are not my jurisdiction. Outcomes are not my bailiwick. Outcomes are not within the purview of my own control. I can only be concerned with or involve myself with things that I can control, which is my own effort, my own investment, my own ideas, my own thoughts, my own reactions, but not someone else's. Therefore, first of all, it doesn't make any sense to worry because worrying is about something outside my circle of control. Well, you'll say, yeah, sure, but I worry anyway. So you'll say to me, very easy for you to say, Yisrael, you're a psychologist. You're talking about theory, and I'm talking about practice. In practical reality, when I'm faced with a situation, I always worry about outcomes. Don't we all do that? Isn't that the human condition? The answer to this question is this. We are not understanding what worry is. Worry is thoughts which are out of control, and thoughts have no substance to them. Thoughts are merely electrical impulses in the brain reacting to certain stimuli, but there is no substance, there is no essence, there is no solidity to thoughts. Thoughts are a figment of our imagination. They feel real, they look real, they taste real, but they are not real. If we realize this and practicalize this and bring this into our lives, we are going to be able to control our thoughts rather than having thoughts control us. For example, if a thought comes my way and says, what's going to happen with my child tomorrow in school? She didn't do her homework. I'm worried. She'll get in trouble with the teacher. The teacher will call me and say that I am not a responsible parent for not having the child's homework done, and I'll be embarrassed, and then I'll be told that I'm not a good parent, and then I'll be called up by the principal, and my thoughts start racing, and I start getting out of control, and I start worrying and sweating and worrying, and, d- and then I can't sleep at night because worry is keeping me up. Can I control what the teacher says tomorrow? No. If I sit back and say, you know something, these thoughts are not real. There are electrical impulses in my brain which are scaring me, but I don't have to give them credence. I do not have to pay attention to these thoughts. The thoughts are merely impulses. Thoughts pass. Thoughts leave. They go away. If I just let them happen, and not engage with them, they will pass over like a wave and therefore I'll go back to my equanimity, my calm, my equilibrium, my serenity state, and this way I can re-access my subconscious state and stay in control. So let's try technique number two to help us deal with racing, worrying, or anxious thoughts. Imagine yourself standing in front of a five-lane highway. And cars are driving by. And then there are big trucks driving by. Those trucks represent a scary or negative or worrisome thought. What I'm doing when I see a worrisome thought drive by, what's going to happen tomorrow at work? What's going to happen with my job? What's going to happen with my child? What's going to happen with my health? And I see this big, massive, ugly truck in a rainstorm driving by. So when that truck comes by... What I'm doing is I'm jumping onto the truck, I get into the cab of the truck, I get into the back of the truck, and I start involving myself in the permutations and issues that may find themselves in the possibility of that truck's issues. What's going to happen with this? And what happens if that happens? Then I'll have to do this and I'll have to do that. What you're doing is getting on the truck. What would happen if you just watch the truck drive by? Say, hmm, there's a thought. I don't know what to do about my job tomorrow. Watch the thought drive by. You know what will happen? The thought will pass. What's going to happen tomorrow when the teacher asks, who didn't do their homework and my child will raise her hand and then I'll be embarrassed because she didn't do her homework? Let the thought pass. So it's a thought. It'll pass. Give it a few seconds and it will go away. I need not delve into the thought Weigh the thought, balance the thought, think about the permutations because that is involving myself on the truck and I need not do that. Just let the truck drive by. It will go away. Let me share with you another possibility of how we can characterize the thoughts passing by. Imagine you're on a beach. It's a sunny day, beautiful gentle waves, and all of a sudden a big oil tanker comes across the way on the horizon and blocks out the sun and blocks out your view. That oil tanker is a concern about my spouse. What am I going to do about my spouse? How am I going to handle the situation? That's a big oil tanker. That's a scary oil tanker. And what do I do? I get into my rowboat. I row out to the oil tanker. I climb up the ladder on the side of the oil tanker. I get onto the boat and I start opening up latches. What if that happens? What if this happens? What if my mother says that? What if my mother-in-law says this? What if my friends say that? I don't know what's going to happen. I won't be able to handle it. I'll get overwhelmed. I may get divorced. This is going to be horrible. I'll be alone. I'll be on the streets. I'll be destitute. That's because you rode out to the oil tanker and started investigating and letting those thoughts take you over. What happens here is our thoughts make believe that they are in control of ourselves. They are in control of our decision making process. They take over our subconscious self and they pretend that they are me. And I feel that I am full of worry. I'm full of concern. I'm full of anxiety. I feel that I'm overwhelmed and I can't cope and I toss and turn and cannot function. I cannot focus on my job at hand. This is a cognitive distortion allowing my negative thoughts to take me over and supplant my true subconscious self. Whenever a negative thought crosses the horizon, a big oil tanker thought, all I need to say is, you know what happens to oil tankers when they hit the horizon? They keep going and they pass out of view. I say to myself, hmm, that's a thought. What am I going to do about my spouse? Interesting and detach from the thought, and watch it drive by. You know the girl on the Macy's parade float, as she drives by on the parade float during the Macy's Day parade? She stands there and waves her hand back and forth, back and forth at the people, with a smile on her face. That's what you do to the oil tanker thought. You just wave at it and say, Hi, thought, how you doing? See you later, and the thought will pass. The thought will keep traveling along the horizon, and you need not take a rowboat out to that thought. Of course, there will be many thoughts crossing your mind during the day, thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of thoughts passing your mind every day. Do you have to be beholden to those thoughts? Do you have to be a slave to those thoughts? Just because a thought crosses your mind, you need not be beholden to it. You need not be a slave to that thought. Let the thought go. This is detaching from those thoughts and access your true self. Is that thought real? That thought is merely an impulse. I need not listen to electrical impulses. I need to listen to my inner self. I need to listen to my inner core. I need to access my subconscious self. Get back to reality. Get back to your true self. Access your true self. Access your Swiss Alps self. Access your Niagara Falls self. That's the true me. What do I really want to do? What do I really want to do to access my true self? How do I really handle the situation? Don't be distracted by thoughts. Let the thoughts pass. Access your true subconscious self. It could take you, after some time of practice, 10 seconds to reground yourself, to recenter yourself. And in this fashion, you can maintain control. You can maintain mind control, equanimity, Equilibrium, serenity, by accessing your subconscious self. And in this way, you can access subconscious success. This is the end of lecture number two.